Welcome back to the Wasatch Brothers Real Estate Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Washouts Brothers podcast. Um, our guest today, it is Ishmael. He's a friend of mine, actually. Um, I met him through the brokerage that I work at. We both work at Rand Life. So I met him when I started uh, the end of June of 2020. And um, what's funny is, is when I came in, my broker... Uh, I was like, I was always asking, Hey, like how, like, what do I need to do to be successful basically? And my broker, and then a couple of the associate brokers, they would always say, Oh, Oh, go talk to Ishmael. Ishmael's killing it. Go talk to Ishmael. Ishmael's new and and he's killing it. So, you know, we've become friends since then and he does, he kills it. So a little bit about Ishmael is he is, uh, so he's only 22 years old. I got to tell you guys that as well. And that's huge to me because my 20s, I spent screwing around. Um, He's a lot smarter than us. Yeah, 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 he is. So to be hustling like he is at such a young age, like I love it. So um, in 2020, he closed 26 deals. He won Rookie of the Year at our brokerage. Um, He also made it to President's Club. And he closed his first deal with zero dollars in his bank account. And he has a cool story for us about one of his first deals that he did was it was a whopper. So um, yeah, anything else? Way to put it. (laughs) Anything else that I'm missing, Ish? No, I think that that's about it. Yeah. So tell us, get in. Yeah, get into your story. Like, what what made you get into real estate? Was it your parents? Was it a friend? Why why did you get in? How long ago was it? Just kind of give us, uh, like a background of of how it went for you. Yeah, yeah. So I started real estate because I had a friend in the business. Uh, he also works here at Rand Life. Um, and honestly, like just the way he was living, I was like, I want that lifestyle. You know. And he, I mean, I talked to him, he kind of got me going on real estate and uh, he got me to this brokerage that me and Darren work for. And I mean, the first couple of deals I did with him and all that, and now I'm on my own, but um, yeah, just like seeing the way he lived and the way he kind of like, yeah, just his lifestyle is kind of what got me into it. Okay. So what were you doing before and, and was there any sales background or working with people that you feel like made you good when you started or did you just, you're brand new and just had to learn right, right on the spot as you went? No, man, it's, it's funny. I, I was, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with cup bop. I was, I was on the food truck, scooping rice, just giving people some cup bop, man. (laughs) It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I had no sales background. I was a man before I would just skip from job to job. I was a car salesman for a week. Then I quit because I just didn't, I just didn't like it. Um, I worked at like mountain America credit union at a bank for a little bit, but no, like I didn't really have any sales background and from going to, you know, I don't, I don't know how to sell a pen to going to China people, 
help people sell a house. It's just crazy. Yeah, but that's crazy. Yeah, so, I didn't know that you were working there before. Oh yeah, man, it was so fun. I can't, I can't deny it. It was so fun. But I'm, I might make a podcast the the title of the podcast from scooping rice to living the life. <laughs> oh, there you so, go. I like that. <laughs> How long ago did you start? And and maybe walk us through like your first deal because I know. I know starting something new and doing the first of anything, you have a lot of emotions. So maybe walk our audience or someone that's getting into real estate for the first time or wanting to, what were the emotions? What was it like when you showed your first house or your first deal? Uh, Walk us through all that. Yeah. So when I first started, um, I was just eager. Like I was just hungry. I just wanted to get some money. What was the month and year? That you started oh the month and year it was april 15 2019 okay okay so sorry keep going co- coming up coming up it'll be two years um but yeah so i mean i was just hungry i was just eager i was making all these phone calls they were telling me to do all these all these things make all these phone calls and it's funny because the guy i was working with at the moment he just said that um, cause I was basically just cold calling. He said that I have found like the gold client. Like I asked him, Hey, do you want to get, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I was like, Hey, do you want to get pre-approved? And he's like, yes. And I was like, sweet. Do you want to go see this house? I just found. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, shoot, <laughs> like that, that's awesome. And so we went out, showed, I think we showed him like 15 houses, um, you know, got him under contract, got him going. But the crazy thing too, is that like, I mean, if there's anyone that's listening that wants to get into real estate, I would suggest saving money. I'm sure that you guys know, um, you know, you don't get paid until you close a house. At the time, I didn't really know that. And I like literally, I think I told you guys, but I like had $0 in my bank account and closed my first deal. And it was funny because it takes- What was it like getting that paycheck? Oh man, it was so relieving. (laughs) I was at- it was literally closing day and I was at, you know, we we're just waiting to close. And so I took my, I was with my client. I was like, Hey, let's just go get some Starbucks or something. Um, you know, and I wanted to pay for him. And literally I checked my, checked my bank account, $0, checked my credit card. It was like $10 from being maxed out. And he, I was like, just hoping this guy doesn't get like some muffin, like just it doesn't go crazy, you know, <laughs> because I don't, I couldn't afford it. And like, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. And thankfully he just gets like a muffin and like, I don't know, a drink and I don't get anything. And he's like, you don't want anything. I'm like, nah, not really. You know, and I couldn't afford it. But <laughs> That's crazy. No. That's after, yeah. I mean, after that first deal, things just got rolling. Um, you know, I, I haven't had to worry about that since, thankfully. But at the start, it was it was kind of a little scary, I'd say. How but many deals you got, did you do in 2019? Do you remember? Uh, in 2019, yeah, I did. I closed seven. Yeah. Seven? Okay. Wow. Seven. Uh, you, you, I didn't know that it was that big of a jump. I knew that you had a great year last year. I didn't know that it was, I mean, over three times growth. Yeah, no, it was awesome. So after yeah, that first play. one, you got to have a little bit of confidence. Did you change anything that you were doing on, on how you called people? Were you using the same thing? Like, Hey, you want to get pre-approved? I mean, what was the process? I, I imagine just getting that first one, having $0. And then all of a sudden you have this 
huge chunk of change. It's like, yeah, yeah. all right, I, I can do this. So walk us yeah. through the next, the next, I don't know, year or your next few deals and what was your mindset and how did it change from the very beginning to after you got your first deal? Yeah. So it changed a lot. I mean, after I got that first check and you guys know that obviously when you get paid, you, you get paid, you know, it's, it's a good <laughs> amount. Um, so yeah, after I got that check, I mean, I, that first deal I was doing with someone else. So we kind of split it. It wasn't like crazy amount. Um, but then I, thankfully I had my, my mom purchased a house. So, you know, I got that deal all to myself and yeah, I mean, the confidence just went up. I was just obviously just practicing the scripts, just kind of getting familiar with all these things, like the real estate purchase contract. Cause like my first deal, I honestly like could tell you it was, I didn't really know a lot. That's why I needed this guy to help me. Right. At the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just changed. Like I just saw that amount of money in my in my bank account, which usually is like it's funny because like the first two months I've never had that much money in my bank account, you know. And it just motivated me to do more and uh, yeah. I, Dude, that's cool. So then your your what were you gonna ask, Jordan? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so we kind of talked about it before we, we were recording that your first year you had a, a $1.5 million, $1.2 million deal. And that was pretty soon after, like it was one of your first few deals, right? Yeah. So it was actually after my mom's deal. Um, I was just, you know, just making phone calls, nothing. The cool thing about real estate is that one day you can have nothing. And the next day you can have a $1.5 million deal. So I remember just no luck, nothing's going for me. Like I'm just making all these calls. What am I doing? Should I go back to cut Bob? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and no. you know, you just pick up, yeah, you just pick up the phone and someone's gonna, you know, eventually someone's going to be like, yeah, like, let's go see this house. And it was like a one point, they, they inquired about like a $1.1 million house, but then we got them up to like a $1.5 million house. Um, and that deal was really intimidating. I mean, this guy obviously has money. I, I'm new, um, but it was good. It was a good learning experience for me. And I made some change. Walk us, walk us through, like, give us some more details on, on this. Don't, I mean, you don't have to disclose the guy's name or anything, but I mean, Dude. we like to dig in. What's the emotions going on? What are you thinking? What, what's something memorable that you remember from that deal? Was there ever a moment you thought it was going to fall apart or maybe the guy asked your age and you didn't want to tell him like walk us through the 1.5 because this is your third deal and <laughs> i imagine third if deal. i got a 1.5 <laughs> on my third deal a lot of real estate agents would just be like holy cow i have no clue i'm gonna mess this up so how did yeah. you not mess it up <laughs> oh man so i got the call and i mean i was just freaking out because i you call he called me or i called him and he just said, Hey, I want to see this house. And I look at it and it's like 1.1 million. And I was like, just all these things going through my head. I'm like, dude, I'm young. I don't look that good today. Like, Oh, I was just stressing <laughs> about every little thing. Right. Um, thankfully my buddy that I worked there, I worked with at the time was there and everything. Yeah. Like I was saying, just everything was going through my head I, at the time I was driving like a beat up Honda. It's like, I can't show up to this house in a beat up Honda, which 
you know, come to find out after all these years, it doesn't really matter what kind of car you drive. But at the time, I, that's what I was thinking, you know. Um, yeah. I was like, oh, we got to drive. My buddy was driving an Audi. We got to drive your Audi. You got to come do this with me. And at the time, he's never ever dealt with a, a million dollar client. He's never closed a million dollar client either. So it was new to him too. So we were just like two rookies, you know. Well, he's not a rookie, but um, like he's never. He's, <laughs> this is a great story. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's never closed like that big of an amount, you know. So we go through the house. It's just this sophist. This Porsche rolls up, right? It's great looking Porsche. Just these this sophisticated guy comes out with his wife. They're super. They're just they're awesome. They're intimidating, but they're awesome. Um, we looked at this house up. We saw this house up in like the avenues, Salt Lake. Um, so yeah. cool. Like the first house that I sold was like a $200,000 house and like now it's a $1.1 million house, like completely different. Right. Oh yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I was just, yeah, we just went through it. I was literally like shaking. My, my buddy was like, he was, he was fine. He was all right. He was excited, but, um, we were just trying to do everything. So he ended like up going with these guys you. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So he came with me. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. And we were just, I mean, trying, doing our thing. I was just kind of letting him take on, do, do what he needed to do. I was just kind of back, just asking a little bit of questions for the most part. I just went through it. And I mean, they didn't really, they didn't like that house. So we're like, Hey, you know, we're going to send you some more homes, blah, blah, blah. And we didn't have him as a client yet. So we were still like, just trying to like, you know, butter them up, just like, you know, trying to get on their good side. Um, yeah man just the emotions were there though excited nervous you how long, how long did it take you to how long did it take you like how many houses did you go see how long did it take you to finally have them submit an offer and then get an offer accepted yeah so when we came back to the office um you know we, we were just like saying we got to stay on these guys like these guys are serious they want to buy a house I think like I texted him back that day and I didn't get a response for like a week. So we were kind of both freaking out like, Oh, this is, you know, was that a waste or is this even going to happen? And thankfully, like I've been sending him homes, like I'd say every other day, just nice homes. And then he finally reaches out to me and says, Hey, I actually like this one. And I said, all right, let's go take a look at it. Um, and then I send him some more and he's like, Oh, I like these ones as well. Like, and, and then he's like, you're a faster responding. Like, you win. And I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, we're going to, we're, we're going to use you. And yeah. oh, man, I was just, I was just freaking out. You know, this, this guy trying to buy a one, 1.1, $1.5 million house is, you know, wanting to work with me, new agent. Um, I think we ended up showing him like, it was like 10, 10 to 15 homes. But like every time he wanted to go see a home, it was just so nice. Like, you wanted to like, you got so excited to show this guy a house. It was either up in Salt Lake, Cottonwood Heights, Holiday, you know, those areas yeah. they were looking at. They were just really cool houses. Oh yeah. They were so cool. And they were yeah. so unique. Um, yeah. It was such a, such a fun experience. And like going after closing that one, going back to normal houses, I was like, ah, oh, geez, this is easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that was just so crazy. For people listening, I mean, a 22-year-old, was there a split on that? And I haven't asked one guest how much they've made on a deal, but 
I am really curious. What what was your commission on a one point five million? Yeah, yeah. So there was a split, and it kind of got a little like I think someone someone else got involved. Um, so we ended splitting up three ways. So we each ended up getting ten grand. Um, obviously, okay, if I would have cool. done it with myself, I would have got thirty, right? But I there's no way I could have done that by myself. Someone else <laughs> got involved. And then the, you know, my buddy, he was gone for a weekend, which was costly. And this other guy got involved and who works at our brokerage, who, you know, I look up to, um, and, you know, because he, he did what he did. He, he deserved some of that commission and, you know, we agreed to yeah, yeah. each get 10 grand. So there's a lot of aspects that, um, or a lot of the things that the other people did that they deserve that deal. Um, and the broker, like, kind of agreed that I took that fir- first phone call. So, like, I deserve, you know, what I, what I deserved. So. Yeah. So <laughs> what are some, you said that it was a good learning experience. Like, what, is there something that you can think of that you, that you learned from that, that, uh, like could stick with you going forward? Yeah. Um, I would say the big thing I learned from that would just be like patience. I don't know. It was just like, there's this $1.1 million deals thrown at you and you just want to, you know, as an agent, you just want to like get them under contract and get them closed. But it literally like from meeting them the first time to closing them, I think it was like three and a half or four months, you know? So okay. and we didn't get them under contract for like a month and a half or maybe two months. So I think the biggest thing was patience. Um, also another big thing was like, just adapting to people's personalities. Like these, these guys were like, they knew what they wanted. They were, I don't know, confident, whatever you call it. And like, I'm not, how do I say this? I don't know. I'm just not, you don't deal with a lot of people that are like millionaires. They're, they're millionaires for sure. Um, and yeah. they just have a different lifestyle and different expectations, different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one thing See, that I you said I, that kind of, you can go, Jordan. I think my audio is like way behind or something, or I'm delayed. But anyways, so you, um, a lot of people think that, you know, they see real estate agents and then they, they're like, oh, you made 10 grand off one deal. But like you said, it's three to four months of work. It's also a lot of stress. I think that's why a lot of real estate agents quit because it's just, you don't know when your paycheck's coming, if it's going to close. And then not to mention, we're also 1099 independent contractors. So we're, we have to keep track of our own taxes, pay for our own gas, pay for everything. And um, I mean, to me, I think it's worth it, but I think a lot of people aren't cut out for it just for, for those reasons. But they also look at a real estate agent like, Oh, you made this much money. And it's like, yeah, but some deals might be really easy, but some might take six months a year or even longer building a relationship until somebody's actually ready to buy. Cause it's not like, it's not like selling something else where it's like, Oh yeah, I want a new pair of shoes or, Oh yeah, I, I want a new computer. It's you're moving where you live, how close it is to your job, your family, your kid's school. So it's not like you can just go up to someone and convince them to sell their house. You have to, you have to put in a lot of work to find someone that's ready to move. Um, and like when I, I was growing up, we never moved. We were in the same house the whole time. 
Um, so I, I, me and Darren have talked about that where it's, it's, we've been in sales and it's just different because, uh, the sales technique is different. It's, it's a totally different market. And, uh, it, it's yeah. crazy that that's your third deal. I hope that, I hope that I find one uh, <laughs> that could <be> soon. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. What were you going to ask, Darren? No, I wasn't going to ask anything. It's just one thing that stood out to me that he said that, so we did a, a couple podcasts ago. Um, we were talking to this, uh, escrow officer named Courtney and she was saying that she thinks that communication is such a big thing to, that makes successful agents. And like you just were telling us that as you were sending this guy houses, he just texts you back and said, uh, you're fast at responding. You win. And like, yeah. dude, you had, you literally had no experience. You had no money. You not even old enough to rent a car and, <laughs> and you pick, and you pick this client up, but it just goes to show that like, people just want to be taken care of. They want you to, they want you to communicate with them. And so you can pick up these, you know, any type of client. Um, you just need to be able to, you just need to be there for them and help them. That's what people, that's what we're here for as real estate agents, you know, just to help people through the buying or selling process. So um, that's yeah, one I thing think, that I took away from what you're saying. So yeah. to spin off of that a little bit, Darren, I think uh, here in Ishmael talk, it's, there's probably other agents that are more knowledgeable, have been doing it longer, have more clients, have sold more, whatever. But the response of, of this guy, uh, you respond the fast, you win. That's really important for some people. And they had yeah. no idea Ishmael's background. So to me, there's a little slice for, for everybody because if he would have been working with a, a more seasoned agent that maybe had way more deals going on, is way more busier, and he can't respond for an hour, a couple hours to someone, you know, that's buying a $1.5 million home. Maybe the, the speed of things is quick is what's most important to him. So I think just because Ishmael's 22 and that was his third deal, it might've worked in his advantage finding that person at that time, because he wasn't so busy and he could just give all of his attention to that deal. So it, it, yeah. uh, it gives it gives me yeah. hope for all different types of people because you might mesh with someone and, and somebody else doesn't. So um, I think everyone has, uh, I mean, there's so much real estate out there that everyone could get a, a little slice of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and that, yeah. I mean, that's what I've also learned is like, you just got to accommodate for different people, see different things that are most valuable to them, right? Um, and thankfully this guy was like communication and responsiveness. And I was able to, at the time, like, that's really all I could give him. I mean, I didn't, the knowledge was there, but not like crazy, not like a seasoned agent, you know, I was just always available 24 seven. I'd text you within five minutes, I'd respond to your phone calls. And that's what that guy needed. So it, yeah, it was perfect. And now that Ishmael yeah. is busy, he sometimes doesn't respond to me for hours. So <laughs> unless it's a jazz game <laughs> unless it's a jazz game exactly yeah, Dude, but, yeah uh, that's okay. cool yeah. so let's fast well, forward no. a little bit obviously you've done like quite a few deals since then um yeah. what what have you learned what do you think's your key to success and and just keeping the momentum going yeah that's a good question um i mean just 
coming in every day to the office, I think is huge. Um, and like just getting on phones. I don't know, you know, there's different realtors that use social media, all these other things. To me, like the thing that I get success from is making phone calls. So I'll just be on the phone calling leads. Our, our company, you know, g- gives us leads and I'll just make phone calls all day. Um, I know that Darren does that too. I'm not sure what you do, but um, yeah, just coming in every day. I know that sometimes it can be hard coming in, but like those are the days that it's cliche and everyone says it, but those are the days that like count most. Right. Um, and I have really good, like the people, like, the environment here at Ram Life, they always just, I don't know, they're always just there for you and always want you to do better. And so that's, that's been really key. Yeah. He, everyone will vouch for him. I'll say it for him, but every, like Ishmael's a really hard worker. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows that Ishmael's a hard worker. He's like, dude, he'll call anyone. Doesn't matter. He'll call anyone. And I have heard, yeah, I have heard from uh, someone else at our office that like when he was first starting out that he would call somebody and maybe say something that wasn't good in the phone call would end. And this guy would chime in and say, Hey, Ish, say this instead. And he said that he would call him right back and then say that. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. I, man, I've, that's great. I've called people, you know, they've cussed me out. They've, I don't really give up until, I don't know, until they legit, like, we'll say, until they block your number. <laughs> yeah. They, oh, man. I used to get a, like, at first, like, emotionally, it was kind of hard for me because people would block my number all the time. People would be like, no, no. But no, like, now I'm like just numb to the pain. Like, you can reject <laughs> me, block my calls. I don't care. <laughs> yeah i think oh, i think it's interesting that you have that that mindset because not a lot of people have it especially if you haven't had sales background before me and darren have knocked on doors and done sales for three what is it like 10 years now so i think we're Did more than definitely to the yeah definitely to the point of just being numb of rejection it's like you're gonna get rejected yeah. way 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 more than you're gonna get accepted and so that's what I think yeah. is most interesting about you to me anyways, is that you haven't had sales experience and, and I don't know how you were taught to deal with rejection. Maybe your parents raised you that way of just having thicker skin. Um, but is there something that you attribute that to? Did your parents work really hard? Grandparents? Is there an idol a book you read? I mean, what, what made you that way? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my mom's been a really hard worker her whole life. Same with my dad. Um, that kind of, that's kind of where emotionally that's where it comes from. Um, but growing up, I've always loved like motivational stuff, like whether that's a video, whether that's like a podcast or books I've been getting. I used to not read at all, but now I'm starting to get into reading. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like, yeah, I've just come to learn that it doesn't really matter. Like you're you're here to to sell homes, buy or help help someone buy or help someone sell. And you know, not and not everyone's gonna like you and you just have to pay play the numbers game and just uh, you know, for every time you get rejected, there's gonna be there's gonna be someone on the other side that wants to wants to buy or sell. So you just gotta just gotta keep digging. Yeah, these guys always tell me that when like uh I mean, I haven't heard it recently. I've kind of, we had a baby and so I haven't been there as much recently, but like they would always tell me like, I'll, 
Ishmael knows like I'll get stressed out and stuff about work or like, Hey, where are my next clients going to come from? Like he, he always laughs at me about it. Cause I'm always just <laughs> wanting, I'm always wanting more, but they always, they always just say, Hey, like you never know the next person you call could be somebody wanting to buy. And I mean, so far in my short stint of doing it, that's what's happened. It's you, you just keep working. I've just basically been following what he does. I try to go to the office every day and I try to make calls every single day. And it's weird. It just ends up working out. All of a sudden you pick up a client and they get in there looking for a house and you just keep going and going. And uh, one thing my broker taught me that I really try to teach or try to like remember all the time is he just says, stick to the process, just stick to the process and it will work out and trust it. And I really do. It's worked for me so far. And so I really do think that if people can get past the, I think it's the rejection or maybe it's also combined with like the lack of the lack of work, because there's definitely times when you're trying, you know, you're generating and trying to drum up business and you don't have that much to do. You can make all your calls. And then if you don't have anyone buying or selling, like, what do you do after that? And so I think it's, you know, just staying the course through those times and I think you'll come out on top. What do you, what do you think ish? No. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I'm, I mean, I admire about you is that you're always, you know, straight, well, it's not, you're always stressing. I feel like for that next deal, which <laughs> uh, if, if you're not stressing there, there's like no hunger and no ambition there. Right. Um, I mean, you got to control your stress, but there should be, if you don't have any deals going, you gotta be stressing. And that's, that's one thing that, yeah, like you're saying, you, you know, make calls and you'll get it. I mean, I think you have more under contract than me right now. So you're killing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. But hey, you know what I always say is I, I don't have anything else. So I got to refill that. I don't I I think you talked to me offer. yesterday and said that. So I did. I talked to him too on the phone and he's always freaking out. I'm like, bro, you're doing really good. You just started. Like, yeah, give yourself oh, a yeah. break. I, but tell, I think, oh, I think I that's something. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's something about uh, maybe just real estate agents or people themselves. It's like you're just always trying to do your best every single day because the days that we talked about this on one podcast, the days that you don't give it your all, I mean, it's hard to fall asleep at night and you just feel like a piece of crap or not, you know you didn't do much that day. And it's just like, man, I wasted the day. But, um, Ishmael, um, I joined a kid named Devin Hubbard. We, we actually interviewed him for our first episode and, yeah. uh, me and Darren has, have talked about this where it's like, man, he's so, he's doing so well. He's so soft-spoken, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't talk a lot. And me and Darren are trying you know, in sales, it's like a lot, you think of a salesperson, just someone that's like, oh, all over the place, like a, an infomercial guy. But I think that that works to your advantage and also Devin's advantage. You guys are just so humble and soft-spoken and relaxed and, and laid back that in, in the home buying process, I feel like that is so important because you need to let them choose the home, not you choose the home for them because it's, it's probably one of the biggest purchases. They're going to be there for who knows how long raising their family. Um, and I just think it's a, a great quality to have. And I think that I'm going to have to unlearn a lot of sales skills that I learned 
you know, knocking doors and other stuff. I just need to, sometimes the best thing you can do in sales is just to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, yeah, I've actually had people like tell me like, Hey, you were just so laid back and like, so not pushy. Like if I didn't want this house, like we will go look at other houses and people really do appreciate that. Um, But, you know, with that being said, like I've also lost some business doing that, like not being pushy enough. So it's just like totally finding the happy median, Um, you know, as we continue to, you know, go through this real estate journey, like we'll, we'll learn more and we can adjust, you know? Yeah. Well, I I think we'll start wrapping up, but I do want to ask you one last question. Yeah. You being a man, uh, Darren always says this, Ishmael's a man of, uh, what do you say, Darren? Uh, He can be a man of few words. He's soft. Yeah. A man of few words. Yeah. A man of few words. Powerful, right, Darren? Dude, he's a good listener. (laughs) Dude, his best attribute, I told him that a little while ago. I'm like, you're a really good listener. I need to shut up sometimes and listen more. Uh, what 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 motivates you though like i I just imagine me being 22 and having as many deals as you had just like man i'm gonna go take it easy or like go on a vacation or for a a couple months i mean what keeps you going what are you shooting for or, or what's the internal motivation inside yeah that's a really good question that i've been asking myself as well um I mean, I've already, you know, it's going to be March. I've already gone on two trips. I'm actually going to Jamaica next week. Um, so I kind of took that approach. Like I'm just kind of laying back, but it's actually backfire on me, backfiring on me because in reality, I want to get some deals going and want to be here to work. And when you're traveling, like, obviously you just can't do that. Um, cause you're just so focused on whatever, going to the beach and all that. But yeah, I mean, the big thing would be for me, like, I don't know. I've just always wanted to have a family. So my future family, just taking care of them. Um, I've always wanted to own investment properties. So I just want to, I'm actually in the market right now. This market's crazy. Um, I've put in like four or five offers on some homes. Um, Don't think I'm a bad agent, everyone. I'm not. I just, this market's (laughs) insane. Um, And, you know, I just want to get started there, get my, get some investment properties going. Um, but sometimes it can be very, very difficult to stay motivated, uh, just because, you know, I, I've closed deals and I've got, you know, this amount of money that not to toot my own horn or anything, but not a lot of 20 year, like early 20 year olds have. Right. And so like, yeah, you just got to stay motivated and just see the bigger picture. Well, if anything from this podcast, if you don't find someone to, to buy a home or sell a home for or you might just find your wife. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'm single. I'm single. So that leads into the perfect close. If someone wants to get in touch with you, if someone wants to reach out to Ishmael either to buy, sell a home, or put a ring on their finger, where do they where do they find you? Where do they find me? Oh. Let's yeah, see. Instagram, Instagram, phone number, email, whatever, yeah. whatever you feel comfortable with. Oh yeah, Instagram. It's ish ish underscore v twenty four. Um, my Facebook's Ishmael VRL uh, ishvhomes at ishvhomes.com or 
just at HBO. Spell your name for everyone because I had to go back and forth like four times making sure that I spelled uh, it right. So it's I-S-H-M-A-E-L and then my last name's V-I-L-L-A-R-R-O-E-L. And it yeah, looks hard. Double R's is the yeah. it, you got to remember the double L's and the double R's. That's why I'm a little dyslexic, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, it looks hard, but once I tell once I tell people, they're like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." So or you can just call me. You can find me. That's pretty easy. Bang my line, shoot me a DM. I'll be available. I- I'm good with that response time. Just like yeah, just not me. <laughs> <laughs> just not Darren. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay well uh it was it was fun having you on ishmael i hope i meet you in person and i hope that covid eventually goes away and maybe the three of us could go to a jazz game i'm still trying to convert darren over uh convince him that they're going to win the championship this year but he just he just thinks that they're going to flop again and so we got to get him on the the jazz train oh yeah i'm not against the jazz they're just the regular season champs it's like it's kind of like the denver nuggets the last couple years number one in the West, number one in the West, and then the playoffs come and boom. So yeah, <laughs> I would love different. nothing more. This year's different. This is our year. How long have we so been mad. saying that? Yeah, they're so <laughs> mad losing for, uh, to Denver last year that it, there's just a different fire in them. But Ishmael, this I is – I would love more than I, anything. I haven't shared this on the podcast, but this is how big of a, a jazz fan I am. I have a, a, the logo tattooed right here. And then mm. uh, I named my daughter Sloan after Jerry Sloan, and my son is named Stockton wow. after John Stockton. And if we have we have a third kid, we, we might have to find another name. We, we've actually been talking about Hundley, Hot Rod Hundley, like Hundley for a girl. But if you have any jazz names that you think would be good for a kid, let me know because... Uh, my wife wants more kids and I don't. <laughs> oh, I got you, man. You're you're a bigger fan than I am. I got to get a tattoo or something. Jazz. Yeah, we this guy's a diehard, diehard jazz fan. Maybe That's on your it. next deal, when you close your next deal, that, that'll be your reward. <laughs> there you go, a jazz tat. <laughs> right on that your forehead. <laughs> on the forehead, on the cheek. Oh, jazz. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really appreciate you guys having me, having me on the on this podcast. It was fun. And yeah, I'm sure I've said this to every guest, but we, I like to do pro well, I'm, I'm imagining this is what it'll be like. Uh, you know how shark day pink does the updates of how the businesses are doing. I think it'd be way yeah. fun to reach out to guests that we've had maybe like in, in a year and just give us an update and see how you're growing. Um, but yeah, these, these are always fun. If you have anybody that wants to be on a podcast that you know of, or even if you, you have some crazy story that happens to you in real estate and like, Hey, this is worth an episode. The whole story will fill up an, an entire episode. Let's do it. Yeah. And uh, you Let's and Darren are so close that, yeah, we can, we'll, we'll be in touch, but um, yeah, man, we appreciate you blocking out the time. We always say we like to, the three things we want to do on, on the podcast is educate, which I think if anyone's looking to get into real estate or, rookie and you think you can't do it i think ishmael just gave you reasons you can yep inspire same thing i think the education inspire on your episode falls under under the same category and then we want to connect people uh it's probably the most important um me and darren were talking yesterday we hope that this turns into kind of like a hub for utah real estate where everybody can come 
connect and find people. And even more so now with COVID that, you know, we've been separated. It, it feels so good to just take an hour out of the day, connect with other people and talk to other people in the real estate industry so that we don't, don't have to bug our wives about boring real estate stuff. Cause my wife really less. <laughs> yeah. Can't relate. Hopefully after this podcast, I can though. Yeah. You might I'm find yourself joking. a real estate wife and then you guys will just build this huge empire together. And, oh, and we'll look back and about right man. There. Remember that one time we, we interviewed Ishmael on our podcast and now he's so busy. I can't even get a hold of him. <laughs> it's probably going to happen. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, Hey man. Thank, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you coming and Thanks just kind of telling a little bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So, um, yeah, you give me anything hope else, too. Jordan? <laughs> no, I, it, it was fun. Be great. It, it's always fun, uh, interviewing like younger people like us, just cause I don't know. You look at some people that are older and think, man, so <laughs> long, it's going to be so hard to get there. But Ishmael's given me kind of like a, uh, new hope of just like, man, I can do it. I just got to make phone calls. Like it's, yeah. and I've been in, I've been an phone, insurance man. agent and that's, everyone came to me like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's like, just make, make more phone calls. And that's, that's what it really is, is just do more work and you'll get there. So we appreciate you. Exactly. We appreciate your stories. We can't wait for the ones in the future and uh, keep in touch with us. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I will keep in touch. Don't you worry. Especially Darren. Hey, Darren's word. <laughs> Peace out. Thank hey, you so much. Peace out. Go Jazz. Go Jazz. Go Jazz.